that music gets me every time. I'm Latoya. I'm Toya. I'm Janet. How are you guys doing today? Welcome to Sultiful, y'all. I'm good. Hi. So what are we working on today? Um, I am working on some Dubsado. Yes. I love me some Dubsado. Dubsado is based to CRM. All of us use it. And I am working on a client with that this week. So that's what I'm working on. Cool. Well, I finished a project for a referral um, from Toya Glenn. Thank you, Toya. Um, and then I'm working on another proposal for another client about their podcast. I felt like I was sliding out of the chair. <laughs> I am working on building a website with an online business directory as well as my full-time work. That's why you need to keep your son with Very, very nice. And I've been working on a little something, everything, working on some logo stuff, uh, some website, uh, my own branding, um, and also Dubsado. <laughs> okay. Today's topic is 2021 Outlook. So we are going to be talking Ooh. about, I know, we're going to be talking about some different trends, business and social media trends. They're going to be happening as well as some current event trends. So what's up first? Okay. So what, do, what does everybody have planned, you know, tentatively for 2021? Well, you know, the, uh, the rules of engagement have changed in 2020. So you definitely need to uh, make sure you're doing some type of uh, visual, whether it's like a, a video, a voiceover, something, you gotta, you gotta get out there a little differently nowadays. That is true. Yeah. I had started earlier this, about November, late November, early December and doing lives, but then I got a little shock into it. So I, I sort of reserved that, but I'm going to get back to it. Actually, I want to get into going live. At first I was just recording them and then posting, but I think I want to get into more going live and having people respond back. And then Toya did give us a task like two Saturdays ago about getting into TikTok. So I'm going to try this TikTok or these reels. I'm going to get into something, but you're right. This, your, your visibility has changed totally. You can't just be on social media. You have to be social media. Say that. You got to be social media. Ooh, I like that. That got to use that in something, y'all. Because that's the truth. Yeah. That's the truth. Be social media. Yeah. Like, honestly, no one cares. You know, great. You have a cute little graphic, blah, 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 blah. You got to be social media. She said it. She said that. Yes. See, I'm writing it down. Okay, mine, mine, mine. <laughs> it oh, is. You, you ain't copyright. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Okay. Um, so, so y'all talk about your outlooks, right? I had to come out for a minute. Um, yeah, my outlook is to focus a lot more on doing these live streams that, that I kind of fell into this year, you know, helping other people do it. I'm excited about that. This is, I'm enjoying it, but, um, okay. Yeah. 
topic is reels. Okay. Well, that was very fitting since we just uh, had Miss right. right. Jackson say something about it. Okay. I, just, I said at the top. I set the tone for that. Huh? Yes, girl. <laughs> so, what we got to so, say about it? Okay. It says Instagram reels can be fifteen or thirty seconds long, and there's stories on steroids, but they don't have to be intimidating. Um, it says that there are plenty of fun and fancy features and the trend is moving towards short form video. I'll tell you one thing that I want them to um, upgrade on their reels because I, I, I hop on and watch reels. I want it to automatically go to the next reel after it plays it. Like, mm-hmm. like you know, you got to yeah. keep scrolling, keep scrolling and click the next one. After it plays it, I want it to go to the next one. Almost like um, how it does on um, Facebook where it says, you know how you watch TV Mm-hmm. Um, and it automatically goes to the next one once it's over. I think they should implement that on reels as well. I can't believe so, they did that. Oh, exactly. Exactly. So is reels supposed to be um because I'm still learning about the reels, like I said, I was done. Are they supposed to be a, a version of TikTok or in competition with TikTok? What is the competition? Because it's an Instagram. Okay, okay. Because yeah, the, the TikToks run a little longer. TikToks can go up to a minute, correct? Yeah, I think so. Okay, all right. Just want to say hey real quick to Mama Dorch. How you doing? Mama Sue, Hi, doing? Mama. Thank you for always rolling with us. We always love to see you here. So thank you for being here. And Hi, Mama Dorch. Yes. Is she married to Tommy? Do- no, no, she's not. Okay. You're <laughs> like, you're if you're viewing, please come and say hi. If you want to say you don't want us to throw up your comment up, just you know, comment on here, and we love the engagement. We love to to talk to you. Look all. at that pretty smile. Look Damn at it. it. It's like is that a dimple over there too? Yeah, that's a dimple. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Yes, yes, yes. So who's actually done a reel? I want to know. Not me. Not me. Mm-mm. I wouldn't even know. Where you call yourself a social media chick, social media manager. I I know how to do it. I just didn't do it for myself. I don't there you to- go. Okay, okay. So I'm I I feel like as a lot of us do social media work, like some of the stuff we just got tried out because I can't tell the the client or do this or do that if we haven't tried it. So I did do a reel. <laughs> I did do a reel too, and um, I know that I, it's gotten five to six hundred views. You know, within a span of a week when I did my first reel. Didn't know what I was doing. I just actually just a little video. I didn't do anything cutesy to it and all that like Janet would do. It's just me. It was just me. And um, I guess I put my dome in front of a whole lot of people. I, I don't know. So I'm, I'm going to do some more. And I'm, I'm going to do some more and see how it goes. There's Nelly. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, Nelly. It was good to see you on co-working today. Yeah. Well, hey, I mean, I'm I might just have to try it before the end of the well. No, I know I'm gonna try it before the end of the year because I always have to test anything before I use it. That's okay, right. so you just give us more homework, okay? okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, yo, yeah. but it's, it's like a five, it's five seconds worth of homework. It just just do it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Mel, let us know what your 2021 outlook is. We want to know. You too, Mama, Mama Susan. We want to know. She old school. She said, what is TikTok and what is real? <laughs> That's right. She's like, explain this to me. 
It's where it's on Instagram where you can go live and do a little short video. Lots of people do them. Um, no, you you stay off of there. I, <laughs> I, I don't even know Mama Susan like that, but I feel the same way. You don't want to mess with no. Uh-uh, nah. <laughs> somebody yeah, say something. When I was telling my daughter I wanted to do TikTok, she was like, Mom, what are you going to be doing? I said, I don't know that. I, I don't know. Should I put like on a nice outfit? She said, don't do it. Just Tana, your nice outfits have, have all to do with lingerie. That's, that's, that's what your nice outfit is. Why, why you got to do that to these viewers? They don't even, they see me as nice Janet. Why you got to do that? Because he wants to keep it real. We got to keep okay, it real. Well, I'm going to create a TikTok so they can see me in my lingerie. But Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, we're not laughing. I just want people to try to understand about the things going on at, out here. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. You got to be careful. You're right. You're right. Yes. Thanks for coming. Hey. Up. I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. It's the truth. That is awesome. So yeah, they they definitely can't you can't you know not say that they don't give you more exposure. They absolutely do, and I tested it for myself, so I do know. So what we got next, ladies? SEO. Mm-hmm. Tell yeah. us about that, Nakia. That, that's a that's a cuss word. SEO, three letter cuss I word. Know, I know. <laughs> I love SEO. Oh. SEO guys, search engine optimization. I love SEO. Go ahead, Nakia. Okay, when it comes. Uh, to gearing up for 2021, especially with Instagram, there are two things all marketers should take advantage of, and that's SEO and Reels. Um, It's going to become more, Instagram is going to become more search-friendly, and now without the use of hashtags, if you search for a keyword, relevant videos, profiles, and posts should populate. So their recommendation is to take advantage of the update, make sure your captions include relevant keywords, that help Instagram identify what is being shown or talked about in your post. SEO is definitely coming for us in 2021. Okay, okay. they snatched the hashtags away and they did it so so discreetly, like, oh, because of the because of the um the election, we're gonna we gonna take the hashtag away. Y'all was gonna take that away regardless because y'all knew y'all was changing up the platform <laughs> so much. Got us around here waiting for hashtags to come back. No dirt while they coming back. Hashtags. Yeah, they are. They're still there, but you can't see any recent posts under that hashtag. Right, Janice. Uh, yeah, if you, you go on Instagram and you put in, you know, child care, it's going to show you child care from, you know, prior to the, um, the, the election. election. Right. It'll be nothing new. Nothing new and relevant. Right. right. So um hashtags, you can take them off your uh thing. So now they want you to actually um concentrate more on the words that you're putting in for your captions so that that helps people find you. So if you're talking about um beauty, the word beauty need to be somewhere in your caption. Yeah. So what about Facebook hashtags? I, I, I know. It's like, why take it from one and put it in the other? Yeah. So like you still want to utilize hashtags. So they, they're helpful in Facebook is my understanding still. Yep. Let me, t- let me tell right you. For right now it is. For yeah, right now. Right now. 
because yeah. you know, they're owned by the same company. So maybe they're wanting to differentiate the platforms. What works on one platform may not work on the other platform. So, yeah, Mama said yeah. to me they changed things so much so fast. Just as you get used to it, it's gone. That's exactly exactly. exactly. So and you know, what what you know your yeah, that the tells longer me. the 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 content information people's attention span run out. So it's like six of one, half dozen of the order. You want a short caption to grab the attention of the viewer, but then you don't want too much verbiage in the conversation because then you could lose the viewer. At least the, the hashtag gave you the, op, the, the, um, the, 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 the pool to populate your post. So your post could end up anywhere. Or if someone typed, you know, beauty, it would, it would definitely pop up, but now it's like six of one half dozen they want to see you that's what it is i know channels that uh make their posts like mini blogs like you read a story on their captions and if you read it you get a lot of information and all of their posts are like that and they do pretty well so i guess it depends on your audience if you right. have a short attention span on your audience don't be writing no books because ain't nobody reading them. Yeah. oh shoot and my oh. audience is entertainment so that they, they, they read but if it ain't gossip worthy it, it ain't <laughs> they don't read much of it <laughs> Got it. Yes, yes, Mama Susan. That's right. Um, you do got to get on it. And um, yes. I'm, I'm glad that you are connected with Toya because uh, she can teach you a whole lot about this world that we're in. And yeah, I understand not hearing of SEO. I remember like when I heard it for the first time, mm-hmm. you know, and now I love it. Again, it's search engine optimization. And I love SEO, especially working with local businesses because it is so easy to uh, get your business um, noticed online in your local area, especially if it's not a like a populated area that there's not a lot of people doing the same type of business. You could show up on on page one of Google if you if you oh. set it up. So and you know that's the money page. The and, first and I, page of Google is the I, money page. Yes, I remember the first time I did that. I was like, what? This didn't even cost me no much, that much. I, I I was so excited. <laughs> I remember my husband, his home improvement business. I got it on the first page of google in our city and i was like wow that was that was amazing like that's like free marketing so mm. seo is a beautiful beautiful word for show yes thank you for engaging with us today mama susan yes so what else we have we have brick and mortar stores embrace the shift to online shopping hmm. Okay. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. As, as we become accustomed to the new normal, businesses need to pivot to ensure sales keeps coming in and numbers exceed previous years. While e-commerce has been popular, has been a popular monetization method for many brands, it isn't utilized by brick and mortar stores. So we have to do something to shift our contact the shopping and social platform shopping and things like that. Right. 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 So. You all have any ideas? Uh, you have or- to. You have to pivot. Like in my industry, um, I'm in the beauty industry, and salon workers. One of the things that we're working on, I have a client right now. We're working on trying to get them online, get their products online, so that you can still service those customers because they still need you. You know what I mean? They they are DIYing at home and messing up their hair because they've been going to you for so long. <laughs> and now it's like uh, they're kind of high and dry, especially if they can't get an appointment in. 
because um, you can only have but so many people in at one time and all of this, all these dynamics that have, um, you know, arose this year for the beauty industry, you got to have that backup plan. You got to go online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally, totally agree. Um, and I'm excited. A, a client of mine is working on some uh, pop-up shops. And um, I think those, um, I think that's the wave, you know, mm-hmm. you get um, one, you can use the simplest platform or one that everybody's accustomed to is Zoom. And you can, um, you can have different shop owners in there and you can run a, a virtual store, a virtual, almost like a virtual mall. Mm-hmm. And I think that's pretty cool. I'm excited to help with these pop-up shops. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Any other commentary? Um, only thing I want to say is um, for the brick and mortar stores, uh, this climate um, has suffered not multiple shutdowns, you know, so if, if you were already like one foot in the grave, one foot out, this pressure really, you know, made or broke a lot of businesses. So I say, if you are one of those that are still hanging on, pat yourself on the back, honey, because you made it, <laughs> and keep pushing. Those that um, may have had to close their doors, um, jump into some type of pivoting action so that you can stay afloat. Mm-hmm. Um, there's more than one way to skin a cat, like they say, so you definitely need to pivot and go another direction of your same vein of work. Mm-hmm. I know sometimes, um, sometimes during the uh, pandemic as well, we got to see the true colors of some, some um, vendor, some brick and mortar stores like, you know, Hobby Lobby. I can't shop at Hobby Lobby no more, and that was one of my favorite stores because of the way they treated their employees when it came time to close. So um, this this pandemic has shown true colors of some brick and mortar stores. Mm-hmm. I'm truly worried about, well, here in Atlanta, um, there are so many, especially on the south side of town, many mom and pop soul food restaurants who've been there for 20, 30 years, and now they're they're no longer, no more. And I mean, we, well, you know, I'm not going to talk about our government, Purdue and LaFleur, whatever her name is, the Dizzy, anyway, but, you know, just to know that they have carried on those family traditions and now just all of a sudden that tradition is gone and they don't know what to do because, you know, many of them are of the old school. They might not have a computer or they didn't they didn't grow with the age of time. They're still the recipes are in their mind. They're not written out. They didn't transfer the catering or any kind. They don't. It's, it's just sad. It's a very sad state we live in right now. Yes, it is. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, they don't like writing down the recipes. My grandma made me learn to make macaroni and cheese by watching her, and there are no measurements. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. And they are used to getting up at those early morning hours going, because their food was made with love. So this mm-hmm. quick preparation, you asking them to already, no, that's not the price. And, and for them, you taking away something that, so it's not only financial but it's also in their mental and their spiritual right. integrity mm-hmm. yeah it's just a sad a sad situation mm-hmm. it is an opportunity for people like us as virtual assistants to if 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 a mom and pop store like that wanted to go virtual to actually sit down and hash this stuff out with someone 
um, like one of us that we can actually put those things in place to get you online, get those recipes out of your head and get them written up, make you a little, um, a little recipe book, an ebook or whatever, so that it can come out of there and get into somewhere where it's tangible and can be passed on. Yeah. Yeah. We understand the loop. She said we in Chicago oh. we lost a lot of money part due to COVID more through them looting. Yeah. If you didn't have good uh, insurance on your building and when all the riots and stuff happened, a lot of people lost money there. And the thing about the looting is, well, one of the things that we talked about often in my circles of friends is it wasn't even the people that lived there that was looting. It was people that traveled from other locations who thought they was going to get up or get, get part of the, and they was the ones that was looting. Yeah, I got a whole theory on that one. We didn't even go go there. Yeah, me too. Me and you too, because um, me and you got theories. Yeah, yeah, I got you a whole theory on that. Theories. <laughs> All right, ladies, brands must humanize. Okay, smart businesses understand that being transparent, authentic, and even vulnerable is smart. People connect with people. This means the brand should be personified in a way that reveals who they are and what they stand for. Hmm. Do you feel like your brands do that? I do. I feel like my brand is synonymous with me, so and and I'm very real, so I do think so. Yeah, I definitely and and there it goes back to being on social media because now with the social media they see you. So however you conveyed in your, your speaking, that is one way. But now they get to match it up with your face and you talking, and now they're seeing your personality. So if you were real dry before in writing, and then you're dry when you come on, and <laughs> then they're like, "Oh, dry." But if you know, if you have a wonderful day, and then you get on, "Good morning," and oh, she's really bouncy and happy, you know. So, it, it yes, I, I do. My I am humanized. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice, very good, very good. All right. So, um, what would you recommend? experts for those brands to be more human um be yourself yeah add a little more transparency like people like to hear the, the 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 bad stuff not to say not to say you down everything you know what i mean don't complain but let them know the real stuff like it's not as easy as one two three and yes i hit a brick wall and had to get up and do it again and they want to hear that you're you're real like they say human because everything is not going to be peaches and cream at all but they want to hear that story yep. i think the key word you said that was story and as much as you feel comfortable uh sharing is so helpful it helps people to i uh, to uh, relate like, you know, I lost my job during COVID. People remember that, you know, like, I don't even know. I like, I told y'all that, you know, but people, they can relate because their husband did too, you know, they did too. Um, and they like to see your, you know, they like to see, you know, those ups and downs. They like to see back the backstory, you know, they like to see the inside edition, you know, we all do, you know, so that's right. Those are Especially if the person is being authentic and real, it draws you even closer to the person and it also makes you want to support them if you feel that they're truly themselves that's true that's true um if you uh if you remember um 
what's our what's our friend? What's the lady, Miss Janet? Um, uh, oh Lord, the vegan, the vegan, the vegan lady. Um, oh, um, yeah, thank you, Yes. So remember when she first when she was first starting up the she pulled everybody along with her on the journey. So you got a chance to actually say um what what she uses what she's gonna use. Right. So it kind of like you felt obligated, like I, I help make this, like I'm ride or die. This this is my brand too, you know what I mean? So when she finally, you know, launched, it was amazing. Everybody was just all over her because that's how she had started it out. She brought everybody along in the, you know, on the journey, the good and bad. <laughs> that is true. That is true. So we can't hear you. Okay, I'm sorry. I have a client that um, is antisocial, and so that is my uh, strategy for him. You know, let them see from the beginning of end because no, no one knows you. They don't know anything about you. So that's what we're going to do. You know, let them be a part of the journey, and mm -hmm. and I'm rebranding, and I think that's that's what I've what I've talked about, like show them my steps, because hopefully that'll bring me some businesses, so I know how to rebrand, and I can do it for you, you mm -hmm. know. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. cool. I've done that too. Work from home for real. Oh, <sighs> work from home for real. Hold on, Nikki, you tired of reading? No, I, I'm looking for it. Okay. When employees were under lockdown due to COVID, quickly, companies quickly had to adapt to a remote workforce. Now there are some distance and learn, lessons learned from the initial experience. Most businesses are rethinking their entire model. Our office is still needed. In 2021, businesses need to reimagine their workspace as well as provide proper support for the people working, such as outfitting with the right equipment mental health support, and everything else so that they can work comfortably. I agree to the mental health support because starting to work at home and being a part of a, I was a part of a really close-knit team. When I, when I lost my team and had to work remotely, that um, that played a part in, in, in me being a little depressed. And I had to overcome that and find different ways, like through co-working, to manage it. So I think mental health support is something they should do. I also think we should get a stipend for having to use our own internet. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm not paying for you to use my internet. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You should mention that to your boss now, for sure. Yes. Well, well, well. Here we go with this conversation. Working at home for real. <laughs> Yeah, well, this, well, well, huh, I have been having several conversations with several people along the way um, once COVID started. And uh, and I can only speak for here in Atlanta, um, where I currently reside. I am wondering, because we have had an influx in buildings, um, building up buildings that they thought were going to house businesses. Now, what I'm concerned about is now with with this coming and if they transform into we being a more of work from home community how many of those buildings are going to still stay up what businesses are going to go in there and if businesses don't go in there they're going to turn into apartment homes or some type of apartments well when you think things like that then you have to think of how transportation even though we're staying home 
you have to think about how the the areas may become diverse. So now downtown might be an influx of this right here, as opposed to the rule. You know, the, uh, what's what's that, Janet? What's that? I choose not to the Caucasian community. Okay, 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 okay. Caucasian and, you know, that community. And then will they get taken more care of because now everybody's centrally downtown than the communities that are out in the suburbs? You know, because now there'll be a shift. Um, Also, in addition to that, what will real estate property be? How will will, um, state taxes go up? Because now they've built up all these structures and these buildings and there's no offices in there to pay for them. You know, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of things that you have to think about when you think about, oh, well, if we transfer to working truly from home, what the cities will lose in refront- in regards to funding, in regards to government help. So it's just, it's a whole set of variables that, you know, you think work from home, yay, great, I'm at home all the time, but then you still need an outlet. What are you going to do to relax your mind in the four walls? Will you still get health care? Because now they think you at home, you already laid back, you relaxed, you might not need health care because you ain't going outside as much or you're not interacting. You know, mental health, you know, do you still need, you know, some insurances cover you for X, Y, and Z. So it's just a whole, I know I bring the other side of things, but it's just... Can I just say that I need you on my city council? I'm just saying. <laughs> I need you to get on somebody's city council, honey. I need you to get, please make it happen. Please make it happen. Yeah, no, nah, we, we'll talk about this. <laughs> but it, I mean, it's just, it's very in depth. It's not just working at home. And then what happens to education? That's the big the big question for me. What mm-hmm. truly is going to happen with education? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the because other thing. For those that need that one-on-one, they, right. they can't, the, the virtual is just not there. They're not retaining the information virtually. They need, just like, I mean, I got my degree while working online, but I also did it, you know, in person. You know what I mean? So I enjoyed working online more and I was able to get my degree finally through the online that I couldn't get sitting up in a classroom. So yeah, it's I mean it's it's a very all these topics that we are now truly exploring in detail have some very minute things that we really have to take into consideration. These are these are not just some overnight decisions. These are some really planning and strategies because then you have to think about it on the flip side. What happens five, 10 years from now when they decide, oh, the world is open. You can all go back outside. What, what you want us to, I mean, you now all of a sudden you want us to come to work? Um, what, what do you Say what I'm motion. Say it, Janet. Say what I'm motion. Huh? Listen, Say what I'm not going back, not going back. <laughs> And then we have to think about, uh, once again, go back to our elder generation, those in them who are not computer literate, savvy, those things, what are they going to do? 
the, our, some of our elder generation have been ingrained in their mind. Their process of work is getting up, getting in their car, going to work. You know, some elderly people, because retirement is not enough, just works at Walmart or one of those just so they can be around people because they're lonely or their extra income. Well, now you might be telling them that they have to stay at home. Well, what, what happened? Are we going to take care of them? Is the government really going to do their best to make sure that they're okay, both mentally and financially? If it was up to camp, hell no. Okay, I'm not going there. All right, moving on. Well, Nikita mm -hmm. and Janet, do y'all miss working um, in the office? I do. Okay. I, I know me and Toys answer on that. I mean, I had a really lax office experience. Okay. So I was able to do basically whatever I wanted to do as long as my work got done. So I had a lax office experience. So it's not really a change for me because I still do whatever I want, but I miss the camaraderie of my team. Understood. Um, for me, it's twofold because I sat in a um, glass shield every day. So I was there because I worked at a radio station and we've had um, a few um, stalkers or those kind of things. So even though I was the first person, because if you didn't get through me, you wasn't getting in. Um, I sat in a protective area Um Yes, I still miss the people that I worked with. And, you know, some of the entertainers I've become very close with. So if they came in, I, you know, it was the conversation of, oh, how's your son and your mom and did it, did it, So just those type of conversations. And then I was really close to um, a few of our listeners. So, you know, once again, you come in, you need your tickets or you want money. I'm the person holding all the checks and everything. So you had to see me. So. I miss those interactions, yes. I hear you. I don't understand, but I hear you. Because Toya, Toya Power, no stalkers. No co-workers <laughs> getting on my nerves. Ask me okay. to money. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if I want to sit in my drawers, I can. And get work done. I'm just saying. Co-working makes me put on clothes. Okay. True. <laughs> Now that's the only thing. That's the only thing I like about working at home. <laughs> oh, never mind. The, the clothes part. Cause you don't wear them. Like, what you talking about? <laughs> that, 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 that free, that free Sandy. Oh, wait, listen, wait, pause. We got a question, y'all. We got a question. We do. <laughs> she said, "I have a question. What you ladies feel about the kids going back to school here in Chicago? They are doing a voting about it. The parents and administration." So what are y'all thoughts on that? Because I mean, it's it's mm, it's a toss up on my on my end. One, I when it first started, I did not want my son going back to school um, because of you know COVID. You know, kids just nasty. They touch digging their nose, digging their butt. You know, it's just nasty. And I was just like, oh gosh, I could see him getting COVID the first day. But then now that school is in. It's a half and half. Some things he go in for because he play football. So he go in. He play. We can't hear you. Well, yeah, not, not COVID the first day. Listen, my anxiety is having on 10. Oh my God, he got COVID. He's going to die the first day. Like that was the first thing I was thinking. But I mean, now that, now that you know, school is school is about done for the rest of this year. They they about to go out on uh, 
Christmas vacation now, but like he go in some 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 classes he go in for some he don't have to so he can go online with some but since he does play football he do have to go in and, and be around people you know so i'm so called today uh, it's a twofold like you um one yes the protection uh are are those parents being just as proactive and talking to their children as i am being I don't have any kids in school at this particular time, but if I did, you know, are you are your are you speaking to your kids like I am speaking to my my child? However, at the same time, I think my student, my child, might be losing out to valuable life resources that they could get from school. Learning, I mean, you share at home, but you share in a bigger capacity at school. Learning the the or the learning how to get up, be somewhere, meet a school bus, turn in the demanded requirements. Yes, at home you can flip by, they get a different understanding of them when you go to school and you don't have your assignment, et cetera, et cetera. I think through being at home, you know, they might become lax. Now, the other thing you have to think about is the parent who may have four kids at home, but she still has to maintain her job, do she have adequate Wi-Fi? Are they all using the same computer? Is there one student, does she have one child that needs more attention, that she can't provide that attention because they may be autism or OD, um, what's the other one, um, OCD? Yeah, so how, how, how is she handling? So it's the mental capacity of it all in addition to the instructional capacity. But then again, if you take out all the students, what happens to those teachers? Or where will they be? Will some of them lose their jobs? So it's, it's, I think about the bigger picture. I know, you know, you might say, well, just think about your child, but each one teach one. We're all still a community regardless of the fact, but we just have to make sure that each of us is taken care of because you taking away from that teacher, you taking away from that household. You don't know how many kids that teacher has at home that they may be losing money for. So those are just my my, my thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. So I feel, um, so I, you know, I, I homeschool and I've homeschooled for at least a decade now. So all these things I, I care about for the greater community, but it's different for me personally. But I got a call today, a good friend of mine that I see several times a week, they got COVID. So I'm like, that That put things in perspective for me. I'm in the mountains and like COVID is not a big deal as it is in other places. Like we don't all wear masks when we go to Walmart. But it's like, I wouldn't put my kids in school right now. No, this, I'm not going to do it. Just for safety. Just for safety. Yeah. Um, we, got a, we got some comments. All right. All right, all right. Miss Susan? In Chicago, all the kids here have their own computer. Wi-Fi is free. Ooh, that's, that's great. Wi-Fi is not free here. Yes, I'm going to have to show how to get on this one. We're going to have to bring Mama Dutch on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Fill it up for them, sis. Help fill it out. Yes. And then um, before that, she said some of these kids aren't learning nothing. Pre-K through third grade, she do e-learning. I have the hardest part of kindergarten to second grade to keep them focused. Yes. Look at that. Wow. That right there. That right there. The little ones, the babies, they need wow. structure. You know, they need that, that 
sit down, everybody, let's hold hands, let's read a book together, let's do, you know what I mean? Let's let's do this. You can't do that from uh you know a, a computer screen, you know. Mm. Oh, mm-hmm. she said us ladies have good topics. Thank you, Mama. Thank yes. you. I'm gonna have to get with her. We have to get her. So, how, how many, how many students are you are you facilitating to? Okay. Let us know, Mama. Yes. Tell us how many how many uh how many babies you got. She does home uh I want to say almost like educational daycare kind of sort of you know what I mean like oh, okay. It's, it's daycare, okay but she teach she teach her babies she teach her babies okay. they're gonna, they gonna learn they name they write and they're gonna be writing all of that it's, it ain't no normal little daycare for her okay okay wow all right so now we're talking about going from global to local oh sorry <laughs> going from global to local In 2020, there were lots of reasons to begin to think more locally rather than globally. COVID disrupted international supply chains. There were tensions between the U.S. and China. Mm -hmm. Um, Companies began to rethink where they were sourcing and selling their goods. More localized manufacturing and selling are are appealing for environmental awareness as well. Yes, I for one can definitely attest to this one because before COVID, I had an online boutique, I had an awesome vendor, <laughs> and anybody that's in the beauty industry that has ever looked for a, a you know a viable vendor, when you find a good vendor, you like, oh, this is golden. But when COVID hit and they did a little shutdown, like I said, if 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 COVID put any strain it, 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 on your business, it exposed any weaknesses in businesses because some of those businesses did not come back when it opened back up. And my vendor was one of them. And I was just like, no way. It was so hard finding you. Why can't why you leave me like this? And then I didn't feel like, um, you know, starting the process of finding a whole new vendor once uh, they were back with the shipping and all of that other stuff which I may still go back into that, but it takes, it takes, um, it takes some, some research to find a good vendor. So yeah, I, at that point I was like, why we can't make this locally? Like, can we get some machines over here on our soil so we can make these lace fronts over here? So I don't have to go to China to get what I need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. My daughter, um, she sells, well, she not sells, but she does eyelashes and things of that sort she has been waiting on uh, i think the longest wait she's had thus far is two months to get the specific products that she used so she's now getting frustrated and i'm that's what i'm telling her you you need to start doing some research on yeah. some local vendors or figure <laughs> out really how to make that stuff yourself because if you're relying on overseas you're you're not going to get your products as often as you used to get them. You know, she said they used to come like every other day, and yeah. now this. And see, like, a lot of I'm in a lot of uh, beauty groups, and some people like, oh, I don't have no problem. I can I can order mine, and they get shipped there. Yeah, but probably trash, you know, because the ones that are good. <laughs> it's hard. 
I'm not to say that. I'm saying out there, there are some vendors there are, out there. Yeah, that are Walmart, Walmart, you remember you said But nine times out of ten, the trash is easy to get, and is they'll ship today. <laughs> you had your last tomorrow. They, they, you know what I mean. But the good stuff it is. Yeah, I'm working with a client now, and uh, we have a whole little group of us business advisors helping him. And it's like, yeah, you need to find you need to find some local vendors, or we're not doing this. You know, we can work together mm. with local vendors. Oh, um, Mama George corrected me. She is not a daycare; she is a learning center, and she did tell us, yes, ma'am. Um, okay, snatch my life. Sorry, Mama. <laughs> so, um, she said I have two first graders, a fifth grader, um, two to daycare, but not all on the same days. My kindergarten and fifth grades come three three days. Two bodies from come two days. But I teach them all from A to Z. I've done I've done have my fifth grade since he was six months old. I also have his sister and brother. Oh okay. Okay. Very good. Next topic, Toya. Purposeful and meaningful. There is a trend to have more purpose and meaning in our jobs. Younger generations are entering the workforce and they want to connect with a purpose or work with a company that has real meaning. That goes back to what we said earlier, being authentic, being mm -hmm. like parents and uh, putting your story out there. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different um, organizations that are coming about like the STEM organizations I think Amazon has a future engineer program now that um they're they're doing. So um, you know, a lot of people are graduating with these degrees that they really can't do nothing with. They do nothing with. So they want to make a difference. So they're going about using their degrees in, in different ways. Yeah, even as business owners, I only want to work with I want purpose and meaning of what I do. And even the clients, I, I like, like, I want to work with people who help other people, especially when it comes with mental wellness and so forth. So the yeah, purpose and meaning is, is important mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. What's next, Toya? Next we have sustainability. sustainability. Sustainability has been a concern for some time, but during the pandemic, emphasis shifted. As disruptive as coronavirus was to business, companies are recognizing that an environmental crisis could be more damaging to the bottom line. Therefore, every company needs to rethink operations, environmental impact, and the products and how they are being used. That's interesting. I agree, because a lot of this stuff that go on with us health-wise comes from the non-sustainable products we're eating. Mm. Yeah, that food ain't like it used to be, huh? Okay, chicken, chicken size, chicken wing sizes matter. <laughs> <laughs> I know one of the things that I'm always I, I love fresh fruits. Oh my gosh, I I can go and buy up all kind of, and I do notice that lately here at our farmers market. When things used to be in excess, they're no longer in excess. Then I noticed like my cucumbers are spoiling faster than they normally do. 
So those kind of things have been brought um, some thought process to me. Um, I wish I had the luxury of growing my own garden. Like in Florida, my mom has her own garden. Everything you want, she has her own. But here in Atlanta, where I live, I don't have that luxury. So I am seriously thinking about what 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 can I do to my food to preserve it? Or, or what are the change? not what can I do, but what are the changes that are going on in these farmers market that's causing the food to not be as sustainable as it used to be? We do need to know how to grow on food. Yep. Um, <clears throat> I say that it's, it's, it's different. And, and if you take a look at uh, the groceries, like, like you said, let's take fruits and vegetables. A lot of stuff is what being um, remade to be seedless but that goes against nature them seeds is what we need to reproduce that so if it's not being made by a seed how's it being made in a lab so i mean if we're going to shift to all lab made food does it no, matter? No lab made food i don't want no lab made food. <laughs> That ain't food. Like, why did she even say that was food? Yeah. Oh, look, seedless watermelon, seedless grapes, seedless this, seedless that. How is how are we getting seedless anything? Because those and those lab-made foods are high in sugar. They're high in salt. They don't come out of your body. The right. I mean, oh geez, I'm sorry. Weird. But that that is true. And, and seedless stuff. Designer, yeah. designer, uh, designer foods. Like I saw grapes that were uh manufactured to taste like cotton candy. Those are good. I need I you to taste like a grape. I need you to taste like a grape because you are a grape. <laughs> I need you to taste like a grape. Those cotton candy ones are good. If I want cotton candy, I buy cotton candy. I want you to taste like a grape. Look, I can't always hang on the corner. The man on the corner is not there every day. What is cotton candy grape? What cotton is that? Candy, oh my god, they are these grapes that are that taste just like cotton candy. Cotton I put them in the freezer candy. for a little while. They're the best things ever. But that's see, that's what I'm talking about. You know that listen, those grapes didn't come out the garden to eat, honey. No, they did not. Mm -mm. That came out of your know, pharmaceutical lab 100. You know what I mean? Like 100. they made those. <laughs> but they good. Cotton candy grapes. I'm yeah, like, they are so good. The fact that you even have that name, like what? No, they're for real. Okay, guys. We have one more topic. That's all right. We're having a oh, oh, oh. That, that's another cuss word now. Yeah. <laughs> that's another cuss so, word. Supposedly the nine hundred and eight billion dollar stimulus plan that is on the table does not include a stimulus plan for the Americans, but they are floating the idea of a $1,500 stimulus check to Americans who get the vaccination. So are you getting the vaccination? For $1,500? You telling me my life only worth $1,500? That's what you want to pay me? I'm, I'm going back in my corner. They can keep their $1,500. Yeah, I want to know who feels comfortable out there with getting the vaccinations. I just don't feel comfortable. Based on what and I, I mean, I, I read today that if you go to articles stating that 
and and this is what's gonna kill me but i just won't be going nowhere they're stating that if you choose to travel internationally you may be required to have the vaccine to mm-hmm. travel abroad yep and some people are saying that if you attend their concert you got to show that card to say that you got vaccinated so i mean some people are making it so that you have to prove prove that you did it uh-uh. I, what I'll do is I'll wait about five, six years, see what happens to the people that did get it. So, <laughs> you know, I don't want to be on one of those uh, commercials that said, if you got the vaccine back in 2021. No. Because you think that to when that was popping and you like, everybody went, now everybody got mesothelioma. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> or the shower to shower. I used to love some shower to shower. Yeah. Like, shower shower. You can't use shower to shower. It gives you ovarian cancer. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's like now you, know, now you know, shower to shower. There was a commercial on every five seconds. After you see shower to shower, what you see? Massive commercial right after it. It was, it was just Every, it was everywhere. So yeah, now here go all these years later. They're like, well, <laughs> if you jumped on that bandwagon, <laughs> you probably got cancer. No, I'm straight. Yeah. I'm straight. Natural all the way. Natural as much as I can. Natural. And what was the other? Wait, what was the powder? The the feminine powder. That was Summer's Eve. Yes, yes. That be- they didn't say that about Summer's Eve. They didn't say that about that yet. Okay, not yet. I thought they said something about the summer's eve. I ain't heard nothing about the summer's eve. Okay. Yes, Susan, that that has happened to many of us people. I do get the flu shot, and I've never gotten sick with it, but I do get the flu shot because I am sickly when it's cold outside. And that just helped me to maintain. And then they was giving it out when I was working at the radio station, Mm -hmm. and the two times I took it, I got sick. Never Mm -hmm. again. Right. Uh, when I when I was a pharmacy technician, I learned um, the flu shot was not not my friend. <laughs> so no. Nope. But baby yep. powder, though, baby powder. Yeah, it's the baby powder. Johnson's baby powder. Yep. Johnson Johnson. Everybody yeah. put Johnson Johnson on their baby's booty. Everybody. Thank you. Well, you gotta be kidding me. I mean, ain't just a cornstarch situation. Like, what's services um hit me up i have a new program it's called the business bestie um what it is is it's like a mentorship program where you can discreetly talk about things of your business i know in the beauty industry a lot of people do not like talking about certain things and people steal their ideas or they steal their product brand uh, you know things and you should be able to sit down and talk and strategize with someone so visit my website so we can sit down and talk about some things. 
Awesome. Okay, Toya, do your outro. Toya, Are we over already? Listen, the kid Listen, something else to say, Janet. Let's go. <laughs> oh, we was having such good conversation. Oh, okay. All right. And I'll stop talking. Y'all know I like to talk. I'm sorry. Okay. Enjoy y'all day. Go ahead. I can talk. All right. Make sure that y'all like, comment, and subscribe. Meet us right back here every Tuesday, 4 o'clock p.m. Have a great day. Adios.